Ten years ago, uh, this month, January, the One Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church issued a decree erecting the personal ordinariate of the chair of St. Peter. Uh, this new diocese that would become a flourishing missionary movement within the Catholic Church, uh, made up of Anglicans who would come into the church, as well as lifelong Catholics who were drawn to reverence, to beautiful liturgy, to, um, to growth and learning, and to community. Uh, and I would offer you today that this, in a way, brings to fulfillment those words that we heard in the gospel, um, you have saved the good wine until now. So Bishop Lopes, who was appointed by Pope Francis to lead this uh, growing diocese, um, he wrote to me and to the other priests of the personal ordinary, to the chair of St. Peter, and he asked us to um, you know, bring this to the attention of the faithful. This is the 10th anniversary, so it was established in, in 2012. And I can think of no better uh, Sunday than this. We have these beautiful readings that stand as a backdrop for this. Uh, joyful readings. The first was um, from Isaiah, in which God uh, compares himself to a groom who rejoices over his bride. How the Lord rejoices over his people. And then the second reading from Corinthians, here's Paul talking about all the varied and beautiful gifts that we have in the church. So the chair of St. Peter and all that um, we bring as members is a beautiful gift for the whole of the church. And then, of course, this beautiful uh, wedding, our Lord doing his first miracle, producing this good wine, which I think beautifully fits with what we're celebrating today, the wine of, of the ordinariates, this new part of the church. Now, the problem is that not many people know about it. Not many people know about this part of the church. Um, Bishop Lopes talks about going and visiting the various different communities across the United States and Canada, and often people will come up to him and he says, and they'll say to him, Bishop, this is wonderful. This is beautiful. I had no idea that the Catholic Church had anything like this. So many people don't know about it. And I think part of the problem is that they have a hard time describing it. It's kind of like describing a wine that you like. It can be challenging, unless you're a wine connoisseur and you're used to that. You just don't really have the vocabulary. So today, I'd like to help you with that. I'd like to give you some vocabulary to be able to describe this wine, this fine wine. And I need you to listen closely because there's going to be a quiz at the end of this homily. So we'll see how, you, how you've done, how well you've listened. So the first word, the first uh, vocabulary I give to you is reverence. All right, so this is meant to be a reverent movement, reverent liturgy. So the liturgy, of course, is the prayers, the ceremonies, the ritual, all these kind of beautiful formal things that we do. Um, but it's meant to be uh, reverent as we're offering up to the best of our ability, ourselves. And, of course, the sacrifice of Christ, uh, the Son, up to the Father. Okay, but we do this as reverently as we possibly can. 
Now, this all comes kind of from the history of the, of the ordinariate. So it comes from uh, kind of the English-speaking Catholic world to about 500 years ago, were torn away from the church through the political machinations of King Henry VIII uh, and others, and, they, and, and yet they still continued their liturgy, though it was translated into English, they continued that, this, this liturgy, something similar to what we're celebrating today. And it was those prayers prayed over the centuries that would begin to draw many of them back to the Catholic Church. And of course, they eventually would come back into the Catholic Church, um, you know, bringing this liturgy back with them with the permission of the Holy Father. And so this liturgy, because of its strength and ability to draw into unity, uh, uh, is very important. And doing this liturgy as well as we possibly can with great reverence. And so you see in the liturgy lots of different symbols and different ways that we show forth that reverence. You know, for example, you know, some people might think that the priest is turning his back to the people when he's celebrating, but in actuality what the priest is doing is that he's turning toward God with the people. That we're all um, facing toward the Lord, symbolized by the altar, the place where Christ um, comes among us through, through the Blessed Sacrament, um, toward the crucifix. Um, so, uh, which symbolizes Christ, you know, his sacrifice for us. So we're turning toward the Lord together, helping to orient our minds and focus on him. So that's one symbol. There's other symbols too that we have, um, you know, we receive, for example, communion kneeling. We want to do this as reverently as we possibly can. If you're able to, you're invited to receive kneeling. If you're not able to, that's okay too. So uh, within the ordinary, folks are encouraged to dress up for mass giving outwardly the most um, reverent appearance that we can to our Lord, if you're able to do that. If not, that's okay, too. We work toward doing this reverent, beautiful music. We work very hard on that. We take time. We show reverence by taking time in the Mass, not rushing through things, but we make sure to attend to sacred silences, meditating on what our Lord is speaking to us in the Scriptures, uh, meditating on his presence in the Blessed Sacrament. So all these things are showing reverence. So we value these prayers, this liturgy, this reverent liturgy. And so when you're describing the ordinariates, the first word that you're going to use to describe it is what? You remember? Reverence. It's reverence. Very good. All right, so you're listening. That's a good, good sign. The second the second sign, okay, the second word I would offer is community. Community is very important within the ordinariate. You know, some Catholics, they, they receive communion, and then they rush out as soon as they can. They don't talk to anybody, get there late, leave early. And sometimes you've got to do that depending on your schedule, and that's understandable. Uh, but we encourage, you know, community, be your part of the body of Christ. And so entering fully into that community. This is a very important value as part of the ordinariate, chair of St. Peter, uh, of, the, of the personal ordinariate, the chair of St. Peter. Why? It's part of our DNA. It's been programmed in. So when these Anglican priests, Episcopal priests, who've been away from the Catholic Church with their communities, came to the Holy Father, to the Pope and the Vatican, do we want to come back? They said, uh, we know we could come back individually into the church. 
But what we're asking is that we can come back as communities. If we can come back into the church corporately. And the Holy Father was, uh, you know, he said resoundingly yes, because this is what the Catholic Church is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about community, uh, coming together, about unity, being drawn into unity. So the very way that um, many of these groups came back into the Catholic Church is this communal sort of way. And so it's been programmed into the DNA. It's very important. Bishop Lopes likes to tell a story to illustrate this. He says uh, he was on one of his visits. You know, he visits the communities, different communities all across the United States and Canada to do confirmations and the like, different things. So he was at one uh, community who, uh, like many of the communities, are mission communities. They were meeting at a chapel that was owned by a law firm. And he felt obligated, you know, to say thank you to the guy for allowing the use of the chapel. So after the Mass, the man took him out for, for lunch, you know, and an hour or two, probably a couple hours later, he came back to where the, the community, you know, meets. And he was surprised that there was still people there. It had been like two hours. And uh, there was like, you know, 40-some people there just standing around talking, you know. And, and, and there... Uh, the priest was the ordinary priest, and he had a cigar in one hand, and he had a cup of wine um, in the other hand, and the bishop said to him, he's like, you're still here? And the priest was like, ah, there's still wine, he says to him. But that, that notion of community is at the very heart of, of this movement, this missionary movement in the church. This is why we have coffee and, uh, you know, refreshments after Mass, encouraging folks to stick around, to talk, to share about yourself, to get to know others. So this second word to describe the ordinariate, well, let's go, let's, let's go back, actually. Um, what's the first word? The first word, the first word is reverence, okay? And the second word is? Community. community. Excellent. All right, you guys are doing good. Follow right along, okay? So the third word that I would like to give you is the word growth. So the ordinary is a place where you can grow in holiness. You can grow in your knowledge of the scriptures um, and the saints, the history of the church, grow in knowledge of the liturgy and how it helps you uh, to grow in that way. It's a place of growth. So the third word is growth. So put that in your mind, growth. And this also kind of is a natural, uh, kind of comes out naturally from this, this liturgy, this particular form of the Mass. Bishop Lopes likes to point out that the confidier, the fancy word for the confession, uh, is in a different place in this Mass. If you were to go over to St. Joseph or San Juan del Rio or the other Catholic parishes, <clears throat> they would do the confidier at the very beginning of the Mass. Confessing your sins is a way to kind of get ready to celebrate the Mass, which is a good thing and a beautiful thing. In this form of the Mass, the confidier is much later. It's after you've heard the Word of God taught um, and, and, and heard, expressed, then the confidior comes. So it's positioned as a response to what you've experienced earlier in the Mass. You've heard the Word of God um, read and preached, and now you've grown in response to this. You, you confess your sins to the Lord. You turn to the Lord. And so there is uh, this emphasis on growth. It's a natural outcome, too, of, of the liturgy, as I mentioned earlier. 
Uh, this liturgy is a little bit more complicated. There's a little bit more to it. Uh, and so it takes some growth. It takes some willingness to ask some questions to find out why are we doing this. The liturgy is meant to evoke questions. It's meant to evoke growth. Uh, so you can understand. You know, I was talking to a lady. She was telling me that she grew up Catholic up in New York, but she never really quite understood why we do the things that we do. And so she left the Catholic Church and she went over to uh, like this non-denominational church who was great at explaining what they do. Um, here in the Catholic Church, we have these beautiful, meaningful, rich, deep traditions that are meant to convey the faith. And so it's very important that for a person to grow in holiness, to grow in the ability to pray, in the riches that we have, they have to be taught, they have to understand all these things. So St. James, the Ordinariate, is a place that's dedicated to help people understand the liturgy, the scriptures, the Catholic Church. It's a place of growth. All right, growth in holiness. So the third, the third word, if you're going to describe the Ordinariate, is growth. growth. All right, excellent. So today, we celebrate 10 years of this new missionary movement um, in the church, uh, this new wine, this good wine. And it's my hope that on this joyous occasion, you can become a bit of a, of a connoisseur, you know, and not being able to describe fine wines. I, you know, I want, hopefully today, you're going to be able to do more than, you know, describing something like, you know, what do the wine folks say? They say something like uh, uh, full-bodied, uh, structured, complex, oaky vanilla flavor, you know, with a smoky finish. You know, no, so the three words that um, you're using if you want to share about this liturgy, this new wine, these three words, so this is your quiz, all right? Uh, these three words are, are number one, reverence, number two, and number three, growth. Beautiful, excellent. May God be glorified as we joyously share this good wine with others. The best wine that he saved until last.